<sighs> Man, praying. One time, I don't know what we were doing, but we broke into the Hail Mary. And Shoshana had never heard anything like it before. Mm. It was like me and Saoirse and a couple other like recovered Catholics. And she was like, that was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were like, Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed. It. And Shoshana was just like, what's happening? And then we got to the end and she was like, uh. Oh, you mean she was like, amen. 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 Ah, men. Ew, men. <laughs> You're listening to this week's episode of the Super Week, Super Weekly Supercast. I'm your host, Evan. And I am your host, Doc Chris Baglevo Bag. And I am your host, Michael Paul Johnny Tash. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Johnny Tash. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a new one. Country star. Michael Paul Jonathan Derivis Derivis. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and this week our guest is Christina Marie Elizabeth Tashin. Would you go by Chris Tash though? I'd go by Crystal Trashcan. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that is fancy. Whiskey Crisky, I've got a lot of nicknames. Chris Tr- <laughs> Crystal Trashcan, that's where I throw out all of my used diamonds. <laughs> exactly. I eat pearls for breakfast. <laughs> oh my gosh, and you might know Crystal Trashcan from such bad. Bands as the Dangerous Ponies, <laughs> which all of us were in. First and foremost, Thin Lips. I try to work backwards into obscurity. I don't want to start with the one that nobody knows. Like the backwards punk dude. We're in the van right now. We're in the van. Chrissy's got the pickle jar. <laughs> no, no, we can't start with that. We can't come in that hot. I'm in the jar. Speaking of vans. Yeah. I wanted to, I meant to say this when we were talking about vehicles in another oh, part. A fascinating way to start. Does anyone ever just want to eat in a vehicle? Dude, it's the thing I miss most about tours, hot dogs, in the car with my friends at like 3 a.m. Like some people hate it, but like <laughs> I, like I love it. Eating in a vehicle. Yeah. yeah. I ate two Impossible Whoppers in my car today on the way back to Philly. When we were selling our last van, it's like, you know, you just get so attached to that space. It's just like such a home. I just love the way it smelled in there, even though it, it, it didn't smell bad. It was just like Urine. very lived in. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, not that one. <laughs> the red van. And I loved it so much. And Kyle was like, oh, you could say goodbye to it. Just have Mikey, like, just like get really drunk the night before. Wake up, eat some snacks, have Mikey drive you around the block like for a couple of hours to say goodbye. Torse him. Yeah, it's yeah. torse him. Oh my God. Torse him. I mean, I feel like Kenzie's van that we toured in in the ponies for a million years, we really made that home. The Ping and Burble van? Oh my mm-hmm. God, did we make that home. I was talking about the van that we had for the one tour before that. Oh yeah, the one where the, uh, what was it? The Clap the- your hands for Mikey van. Oh, that's, yeah, I talked about that before. <laughs> Oh, where Brooks just demolished that poor window. Oh, God. It was like our second stop. It was our first tour. It was our second stop. We were in Atlanta and... At uh, Arrow. What's it called? Wonder Root. Wonder Root. God damn it. I always say Arrow. Literally always gets it wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I fuck that up every time. That's all right. Wonder Root. Wonder Root. And the power steering had gone out over and over and over again. And we like just bought the van. And then we got there and we were like, everybody clap for Mikey. And everybody's like, yay. (laughs) 
the window. Oh, yeah, because well, Brooks was halfway out of the van, yeah. yeah, with the door already open, forgetting that strap that held the door from just like swinging the wildly. Springs were broken. Yeah, so once those hands went up to clap, the door was free to just swing in the breeze. And the window went into the uh, side view mirror, yeah. A mess. One of several windows. I've experienced broken. But what we were alluding to here, dear listener, with our chaos intro this time around is that we were all in a band called Dangerous Ponies together. So we've known each other for oh, like 12 years now. Is that is that accurate? Probably a little more. I've known more. Mikey a little longer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <that's- laughs> oh, yeah. And, and of course, yeah. Chrissy and Mikey are siblings. Well, I've known Mikey a couple years longer, but pretty much, yeah, a really long time. <laughs> Is it 12 years? Something like that. Or maybe like 13. Started, what, maybe 13 years now. 2007, 2008 we started? Oh, I'm bad at that game. I was maybe 22 would be my guess. I think I was 19 you were 15, when that band started. You 16, <laughs> 17. I was in a band with a bunch of high school I was guys. nine. <laughs> I think something like that. Is that a year that that was? 2007? I, I think it was 2007. Yeah. I feel That's like bananas. Well, I was living at maybe B&D, that house that was painted orange and blue on Locust Street at the time. So I think that was... 2007, 2008. Breakfast and dessert. And dessert. Breakfast and dessert. Mm. Yeah, it was my roommate Kyle's two favorite meals. So we named the house Breakfast and Dessert. Breakfast and dessert are fantastic meals. That's a great answer to that question. Yeah. You know what? Top four meals. Everybody list them off. Breakfast and dessert. Breakfast and dessert. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I don't think anybody can tell that. Yeah, that's that's it. That's that's canon. That's the official list. Canonic breakfast and dessert, breakfast and dessert. I mean, what happens when breakfast is dessert? What's a breakfast that's a dessert? I mean, French toast. Uh, oh, dude, my roommate made homemade Pop-Tarts. What? And they are so, I have pictures. So not, not hand pies. <laughs> I'll show you a picture. I think the thing that defines a Pop-Tart is not just the uh, weird icing, but the very specific texture of the crust. It's like a drier butter crust. It was a butter crust. It was really fucking wow. good, dude. That looks beautiful. Christina Gray's. Really? Wow. If you look at your phone now. Check out Great the screen job. right now. <laughs> <laughs> what was the filling? What's the flavor? Raspberry. Raspberry. There are raspberry pot tarts, but mm. I feel like that's a rare find in the wild. Usually you get your brown Did sugar you or your strawberry. Did you shove jam in the middle? Was that the move? It preserve? was a preserve moment, oh. yeah. Mm. Raspberry preserve is my favorite. Oh. It's the best. Mm. Raspberry preserve or peanut butter, not together, separate, but. A peanut butter pop tart? No, 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 not pop tart. Like dessert. If we're mm. going dessert. Oh, peanut butter and chocolate together is like the greatest thing that's ever been combined. Breakfast and dessert. <laughs> In many ways, that's what that is. Yeah. So, okay, sorry. We met 100 years ago and we you lived dinosaurs. at breakfast and dessert. We were dinosaurs. We were babies. We were children. Little baby dinosaurs. We were eggs. Baby dinosaurs. I was very honored when you were like, you want to play music together? I was like, oh my God, Chrissy just has to play music. Well, because yeah. actually we met before that. I forgot. The first time I met you, Chrissy, was when the B team played at WKDU when I was the chief engineer there mm. at Drexel. And I recorded a live set. That's also, I think, the first time I met Joe, even though I was supposed <laughs> to have classes with Joe at that time and he just never showed up to them. Yeah, that seems that I seems knew his name accurate. from Roll Call. Yeah. And to which it was always met with silence. But Mm -hmm. then I I met the two of you then, and I remember hearing your voice, and I was like, this person can sing. This is like, yeah, well, well, when Evan mentioned to me that you approached him to start a band, and he was like, we're looking for a bass player. I was like, I need to be in this band. I loved your voice so much. so sweet. Thank you. That is, I appreciate that. <laughs> that's the thing I am most self-conscious about. So that's what? Very, that is very sweet. Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> not your guitar playing. I mean, <laughs> Yo, dude, no. when okay. Dangerous Ponies started, mm. I was such 
a bad guitar player. Wrong. I could, I could barely switch Incorrect. between a D and a G chord. No, 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 no. I have memories. I really do have memories. I know. I can remember it. when y'all were just starting to start to be like A, C. Like I mean, Chris Baglivo was like. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, like listening back at all that era of my bass playing now, it's so embarrassing. No. I was like, oh, just slow down. Just pick your three favorite notes and do those. I played every single note all the time. You know what, though? You could. If I could, I fucking would too. I mean, what are you talking about? You could. You played what? Bass in the Mark Chair? Was that the band you played? Oh, yeah. Bass that was Technicality that? City Where right you there. Were fucking yeah. just shredding yeah. the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> I, I sent you that photo of that CD that I found. My dad gave me a bag of VHS tapes the other, other week, and it was full of like mostly Marx Brothers movies, like other things I used to watch in my youth. But at the bottom of it, there was just a March Hare CD sitting in the bag. And I was like, damn, is my dad a secret March Hare fan? Uh-huh. Yeah, we recorded that first album with Will Yip. Whoa. We do have the March Hare CD in our kitchen right now because I oh. opened the drawer under the coffee and I was like, oh, <laughs> a March Hare CD. You guys is live in, in a time capsule. When I f- pulled it out of that bag, I was like, I think I'm going to need this later. I'm going to hold on to this thing. And I stashed it away in a hidey hole. And I was like, where does this come from? <laughs> wow. uh, you might know Chrissy Tajan from such bands as Naughty Naughty Nurses. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, Oof, yeah. Wow. And that band in particular was the precursor to what I had alluded to previously on an older episode, us doing that Beyonce cover band, which is one of my favorite memories and music of my entire life. That was so fun. Mm -hmm. That was so much fun. Felch? Uh, Me and Mikey's (laughs) first band. Felch? Uh, I played drums. Uh, Mikey sang. Five people ever might remember that. We had an Angel Fire website. Whoa, is it still there? I don't know. I have never looked. Oh, there's no way the Angel Fire servers are still up, right? That's got to be gone. I don't understand the internet. Skynet. (laughs) Evan, why don't you look right now? (laughs) Carry on without me. I'm really busy. (laughs) Yeah, 99 Nurses. Still incredibly good friends with Lauren Adams. Love Beatrice Sadler. She's got a kiddo now, you know. I know. They're so cute. I look at them on the web. That kid is the cutest kid on earth because Beatrice is like a grown-up, beautiful Cabbage Patch kid. And like her kid is so freaking cute. Look, I don't know what felch means, but. I remember it being something pretty nasty, on this right? Website, like, it's not good. <laughs> I Googled it and it's like undefined site hosted by angelfire.com. Felch, gender, male, species, fox. That's you guys, right? Belch is an axe-wielding member of the Juscarath clan. No. Who lives with them in Northwest Mossflower. The next one is the Felch Files. Then after that, it's Donald Felch phone number. Then it's tongue fetish angel fire videos and gay porn movies. Porn MD. Then MD. Then uh, Dr. Porn MD. Angel Fire Ting. Dr. Porny Medicine Porny. (laughs) And now it's just porn. I'm just, there's just porn all over my phone now. It would be like the first Felch thing for sure. It's gotta be gone. But before we get into all that porn nonsense. Felch is the act of sucking or licking ejaculate out of the orifice in which they were deposited. Oh, so it's like a more generalized snowball is what we're saying. In our band's, uh, you know, uh, artwork, it would be a straw. Yeah. Oh, your album cover was a straw. No, it was a sh- somebody. <laughs> we were in middle school, man. This is like a sin. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> and then later, Not Not Nurse's first album was Pap Smear. Yeah, it and was it was so like, good. It was like somebody good in the stirrups with like. 
a like horrified look on her face and like the back of a doctor with a clipboard and a PBR in his hand. <laughs> some good album art. That's some good pun work right there. Oh, God. I always, as a kid, before I fully understood what a pap smear was, <laughs> learning about the member of Nirvana, Pat Smear, was mm. so exciting to me. I was like, man, this guy is a true punk. He's got a medical and vaguely vaginal name. He knows what's going on. That's totally the true mm. sign of a punk. What a weird looking dude. <laughs> Never seen him. He always looked like he had a ton of fun on stage. He was like proto crabcore kind of like the way he sort of squatted and danced around. So he was a joy to watch, especially in a band of a bunch of wackos like Nirvana. But he was in a famous punk band before that, right? What was he in the Circle Jerks before that? Mm, and then he was in the Food Fighters like afterwards. <laughs> food, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> The, the germs, fighting. maybe he's in one of those. The bars. germs, that's the one. That's the oh, one that he was that's in. like yeah, the yeah. quintessential punk band. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody I knew when I was like in high school or like the end of high school who like loved punk had like a germs tattoo, had like the circle. Yeah, the blue circle. Yeah. I never listened to them. I guess me I neither. wasn't punk enough. Or no, maybe when definitely I tried not to. me neither. I was absolutely not punk enough. Dude, wow. I forgot. I know all of the names of everyone in this band. <laughs> Evan knows the names of everyone in the van. Wow. You know, you think Darby there may be Crash, one band someday that he doesn't know Pat all the names Smear, of. But Lorna not... Doom. Come on. Is that a cookie reference? Yeah, it is. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Is it Lorna Doom reference? Yeah. Wow. That's what, Lorna Doom, dude. That's what she went by. I believe she passed away recently, Lorna mm. did. Oh, bummer. Things but happen. Before we get too far from it, there was a Dr. Pony Medicine Pony goof. Dr. Porny Medicine Porny? Dr. Pony Medicine Porny. <laughs> That's one of my favorite memories is our first EP, right? Yeah. That was, I had that name, Dr. Pony, Medicine Pony. Yeah. And that comes from, of course, the evening that we named the band Dangerous Ponies. Yeah, I don't know why I was obsessed with naming the band Famous People. It's a terrible name. <laughs> yeah, you know? so before we we settled on that name, Dangerous Ponies, Chrissy was hell-bent on having the name Those Famous People, right? Wasn't those it? Famous People, the, yeah. To the point where the Dangerous Ponies email, even years after we had settled on the name Dangerous Ponies. I think that Ponies, was my name before. I think that was my email before. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. so it was just for convenience for you. You already had the email, those famous people at gmail.com, and you yeah. wanted to name the band that. Oh, I don't know if it was for convenience. Down. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not exactly totally sure. There's a lot. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I mean, the Thin Lips email is xthin.lipsx at gmail.com because I was making a straight edge joke. Mm-hmm. And now, years later, I'm just stuck in hell. Like, even, you know, my email to old ladies, I'm like, <laughs> X T H I. They're like, oh. Oh, I have plenty of things that were my name is. Uh, X Doc Bag X on different platforms. So uh, we're the same kind of dumb. It's okay. <laughs> Me and Evan, I, I believe, share the same password to everything. Well, <laughs> we can't share. You can't just say your password on the podcast. I don't. I mean, it's got other things in it. Um, it's not just that. Yeah. There's some special characters. Well, still. I'll, I'll, bleep, I'll bleep out half of it. <laughs> Honestly, first of all, it's not to my bank account. What are you going to do? Read my emails? <laughs> I don't care. It's mostly like it's mostly like shit I buy on the internet. Mine's usually because it's like hot dog and then two hot dogs. Mm, mine's a hot dog emergency. Best way to fix a bad situation. I thought Evan was doing like a hot dog 11 never forget sort of thing. <laughs> oh my God. Yours was like those two hot dogs no. flew into those other two hot dogs. Me and Laura Adams would no. always say... Oh, yeah, Zero Dog 30, never forget. Oh, my God. Zero Dog 30. How did we find one another? Special. I have such a distinct memory of being like, hey, do you want to uh, play music sometime? And Evan was at Govinda's, and he was just like, oh, yeah, okay. 
like so <laughs> cute behind the counter, like all taller than me. So precious. I was like, oh my God, Chris, you just asked me to play music. <laughs> you're like, I'm, I'm going to bring my roommate. You called me, you were like, I'm going to bring my roommate. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then that's me, we showed yeah. up and you were like, here's some songs. I was like, this rocks. Played your little flower guitar. We had that other drummer and piano Mike player. And Liz. Yeah, Mike, Mike and Liz. Liz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point where we would. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they bailed I out pretty early. I do what they look like, but that's only because they were my roommates before that. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They bailed hard, though. I feel yeah. like the last time I saw them was that show we played at your house where somebody upper decked your toilet. Oh. Does that happen in real life? Yeah. I didn't okay, that, that happened at that oh, show. That happened at the whale. Yeah, uh, like our first show. Because before the whale, I lived at the Palindrome, and that, it was just a show house. Though. Mm. It was just me that lived there, pretty much. And then when we moved to the whale, it was like our first. I guess the Palindrome was pre ponies, and then I lived with Kenzie at where we used to rehearse at Lorenzo's house. And then um, somebody upper decked. Somebody upper decked us. Searsha came downstairs, threw everybody out of the house, and I believe that we found out, and I don't know why we were surprised that the kid's name was Robbie Shit. <laughs> we were like, who did it? You know, yeah, and then you, you it, got it, what you ordered. It was, yeah. Then it started circulating that this kid's name was Robbie shit. And I was like, well, oh my God. Disgusting. I wasn't involved at all. I didn't see it. I didn't go near it. It was taken care of before, you know, I'm such a princess. <laughs> I wouldn't want to deal with that. I'm with no. you. No, no. Even now, you know, Shoshana does all the boyfriend chores. Oh, what what do we categorize as boyfriend chores? Boyfriend chores. She hangs the fly paper. She, I'll get the dead mice if the cats kill a mouse, but she does like the trash. I like fix everything. I mean, we both have boyfriend chores if mm. we're going to gender chores, but we call all her gross chores the boyfriend chores. <laughs> Why do I got to do the boyfriend chores today? She's good at them. Huh. It's good to have somebody who just handles it. You can't beat it. Yeah. Well, she's not good at cleaning. She's better now, but she's a lot better now. But she would be like, I want you to make me detailed lists. Okay. Of how to clean? Of the order, yeah, that I want stuff. Because I would be like, you clean this. And then I'd come and be like, this is crazy. And she'd be like, what? <laughs> 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 like, this is what I would categorize as clean. I identify a lot with Shoshana. Because I'm big on, like, I will do the take the garbage out. Mm-hmm. I will do, uh, for instance, replace the floor that the toilet is falling through. Sure. I like big tasks like that. But, like, generalized cleaning or organizing. Oof. <laughs> that does not work. Uh, yeah, Evan, he's, that's a laugh the of other acknowledgement. Day, uh, we were all doing, it was like a couple months ago, we were all doing cleaning and Chris's job was to like Swiffer the floor and like clean that room. And it was also a night we were getting a podcast ready. So Chris was listening to the podcast as he was cleaning and eventually just sat down in the middle of it and proceeded to listen <laughs> oh, yeah. to the whole I, podcast. I have nuclear powered ADD. <laughs> yeah. I just found out I have a little ADD. Mm. I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> and then on your ADD medication, you banged out all these sick riffs on this song we're going to listen to today. Yeah. <laughs> I, wait, real quick though. My dad always used to tell me, Christina, I don't know anybody that can make a bathroom smell more like piss when they clean it. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh no. <laughs> In middle school. Oh no, what's wait, what was the secret? I, who knows if he was joking or not? <laughs> no way to know. Yeah, but now, you know, you're pro. Yeah, my first day on ADD medicine. I like I did some mushrooms. And I listened to the song and I was like, I heard all these like tangalangle twing twangy twangs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, like all this little noodle parts. So I was like, I, I would maybe try to do something like that. So I blocked out a full day to record because 
I historically take a really long time. Like when I write Thin Lips songs, it takes me eons. I've written like three songs in the pandemic because I write them to like, you know. A really slow click. (laughs) (laughs) I just write them really slowly and I will make a verse that is fully thought out riffs and everything and then move. It's like I hyper focus. I pan between hyper focus and like not being able to pay attention. Really, Mm. I vacillate wildly. So finally, the pandemic comes and I finally get enough focus to get an (laughs) ADD test. It was like. Three two-hour testing sessions. And they were like, oh, you've got ADD really bad. (laughs) So they put me on ADD medicine. It was the first day I took it, and I blocked out the whole day. And two hours later, I was like, who do I send this to? And I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to save so much time. (laughs) This is crazy. And then I got it, and it was awesome. And then Chris ran it through those little JMP1 in his room, and it sounded great. It is a Marshall preamp that is the preamp section of a Marshall amp, basically. Oh. So without a cabinet, so you can just do direct out of it. So there's no air involved. There's no room. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yep. And I had a little reverb tank that I ran it through. Is that like a hot plate, but like just with no speaker? No, it's just a preamp. It's just the head, basically. The preamp. Yeah, Will Corgan famously used it in the smushed pumps. Such a piece of shit. (laughs) Billy Corgan's a transphobic piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Totally. He's a sad sucks, man. Yeah. That's why we refer to him as Will, Willie Corgi here. <laughs> oh, the, I've heard that so many times. <laughs> we look Billy Crappy. Nice, got him. <laughs> Take down, watch out. <laughs> Damn, from the top rope. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so dumb. Well, I guess with that, should we take this moment to listen to the song? Whoa! Do you feel like you focus better at work, too? Like crazy better. Yeah. 
It's not like I'm wearing a tuxedo and I have a monocle on. It's just like, yeah. it's like noise canceling <laughs> headphones. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, so with ADD with women, it's like a lot of daydreaming. It's like a very different thing than women, men, whatever. Huh. So women are often misdiagnosed or not diagnosed until they're 36 years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, misdiagnosed is that's the old sexist term where they put miss on the front. Madam diagnosed. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I love this podcast, though. It makes me so happy. Is this recording? Because that's important. It's all recording. I'm so impressed by you guys. I feel like as a band and just as people, you've always been very community oriented. And that's always been so beautiful. You've all been so generous. But this podcast is just like you're making like a canon of of stuff for us to all have and listen to and remember. And it's just really beautiful. When we were making these songs, I wanted to include like all of the people we were surrounded by in the warehouse. Like it was the music scene. There was just like an endless supply of unbelievable talented people at our disposal, more or less. Just like everyone was always around. Everyone's hanging out. There's always an incredible musician around. And I'm just like, oh, you know, today I feel like Chrissy could do a good job on the guitar for this song. So like, let's call Chrissy like, Oh, there's Cat Park in the other room. There's Joe. There's Pete. You know, one of you come play an instrument on this song. And then we yeah. would write it and then, you know, record it and it'd be over with. And it was a way that I, because, you know, when we were in the ponies, I was writing like 4,000 songs a week. And I was yeah. just like, instead of tossing aside the ones that weren't necessarily mm-hmm. good enough, I was like, well, what if I just like You're take like the ones that were really prolific, good yeah. to the ponies and like take other ones and just fart around on them with my friends? Yeah, I mean, like, you're crazy prolific, but I also, I just love that attitude. Like, historically, I'm such a control freak. I mean, I guess I'm not really, I don't know. I am, for sure. I just love that you're like, oh, this is such a collaborative project and everybody's energy and intention and, like, party times go into it. And it's just, it's beautiful to see. It's not supposed to be perfect. It's supposed to be a snapshot of a moment in time. I See, I love that. I have a lot to learn from that. I think we all do. It's an exercise in letting go, for sure. It it really, it really is. So many people come in, like Tyler last week was like, oh, my drumming's terrible. I've learned so much. And it's like, every week you're like, oh my God, I played a guitar solo that was remotely tasteful this time. (laughs) And like, I'm like, I don't even know what this word is about that I'm writing this song about. And it's just like, you know, we all grow and we all do whatever. But at that very moment in time, it's just like, that was the moment. That was the song. That was how I'm feeling. I got rid of it. I can move on and make a new feeling. That's a beautiful way to sketch and and grow and move on. And I love that. I get to do it with my friends. Yeah, it's so awesome. It makes me so happy. And I agree with Nick. John Denver on guitar <laughs> is like anytime I'm like remotely stoned, I'm like, get it, get it. Like it goes on, you know, like when I'm alone, if I'm with people, I fucking love that song. Thank you. We yeah. used to play it in the pones. You would sing it. I forgot it that. That was after I, I left the band, though. So I actually never played the song that we co-wrote with the band that I used to be in. So I, well, I missed out on that era. you did record bass on it when we re-recorded yes. it for the album that we never finished. I don't remember that at all. We did that? <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, it was a long, long time ago We recorded now. like 13 songs for a record that never came out. Well, yeah, it turned into uh, the EP. What was that one called? Tenderheart. Tenderheart, mm-hmm. yes. And you were playing with that band of like, crazy musician older folks yes i was on tour with buried beds they hired me for a national tour they when they were opening so for me without you crazy good yeah it was like if prog rock was folk music it was like perfect peak 
at that time, Chris Begley, though. It was yeah, like, they used to play a hundred notes every song, yeah. Just tapping on a 12-string bass with, like, like a bunch of wah pedals. Yeah, well, and then I had, like, a drum that I would play while I was playing bass, too, so it was, like, a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, I remember you were telling me you had to, like, sing all these wacky vocal harmonies and, like, play super high up on the neck, and you were just, like, doing all sorts of melodious bass lines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. I didn't know that. What? Oh, we recorded that? I didn't remember that. See, I shut things out because I'm like, oh, I loved this so much and I'm never going to make it perfect. And I just like forget. It's such a terrible. I'm trying to like unlearn that. Well, you've made a bunch of perfect music in my <laughs> eyes. I don't know if you remember when Dangerous Ponies ended and you were like, you came to the warehouse one day. And you're like, you mind if I show you a couple of songs? You want to jam on the drums? I'll show you a couple of songs that uh, I've been writing. And it's just like the first Thin Lip 7 inch. I was like, mm. shut the fuck up. Like we just ended our band and now you're writing these songs it took a oh, long time so that was a, that was a big heartbreak for me dangerous ponies ending i mean for all of us it was just like such a huge part i think of all of our lives before we were good at talking about our feelings and we were just like keeping it rolling and i look back at those pictures i'm like we had the best oh time. my god mm-hmm. we like did the dumbest funnest <laughs> stupidest shit we laughed so much we fought a lot But it was like, you know, like growing pains. It was really cute. Would never do it again, (laughs) but I would never take it back. You know what I mean? Oh my God, dude. I was just thinking the other day about our fucking 12 week tour. Well, part of that. Yeah. Our fucking 72 shows. I I was thinking about when we knew Angela and we stayed at (laughs) Angela's like family's fucking island in Florida. Oh, that was and unbelievable. We were like, there was, was a campfire on the beach and we were surrounded by like bioluminescence Dude, and that shit. Was so crazy. I was just like thinking about that the other day and I was like, that is the most absolutely surreal. Like, yeah. like that was our life. We did that. We fucking yeah. had an island to ourselves surrounded by like but do you remember bioluminescence. During that, her friends who were hanging out with us, like those like broy frat guys who kept saying things like, I can't believe I'm hanging out with you guys right now. I could be watching oh, yeah. Sean Kingston. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh That's God. the guy with the song like, I'm suicidal. Like that. Suicidal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tune's not bad, though. <laughs> that's fair. No, that song's really fucked up. That song's really fucked up. That is a rough top 40 hit, for that's sure. That's rough, yeah. Along those lines, equally mean but different is that song that I fucking loved that was a, this is like a super sidebar, but that was like, how'd it go? The one about she's oh she's sweet but she's psycho a little bit psycho and then she's screaming not my my mind my mind. Wow, so this seems like it's in the same vein. It's of, so rude of a uh, crazy bitch. You remember that song by Buck Cherry? Yeah, oh my that God. was my uncle's ringtone for when my aunt would call him. But wait, sorry, backtrack. Florida. That was the thing that also was beautiful about Dangerous Ponies. We never really played any good shows. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we made so many friends mm-hmm. and we got to do so many fucking cool things. Mm-hmm. And we did it ourselves, too. And we did it yeah, ourselves. It was a totally DIY or, yeah. Yeah, thing. And like, yeah, it was like so much growing pain for me, for all of us. I mean, we, we did that for six years. Some of us last, maybe. You were in no, England I think for I was little. in it for six years and the band was seven. seven years. Yeah, which is crazy I think to think about. R- 2012, 2013 is when it ended. You're like Shoshana. She's got the years. <laughs> I know it was around then because this He's started just so confident. He doesn't yeah. necessarily know. It, that is true. But we get so many corrections for things. Look, on the, yeah. I remember it was around then. You're just like, it was around 2013. Like, you just <laughs> overdubbed it. Yeah. yeah, Batman overdubbed it, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it was around 2013. <laughs> Where are the drugs? Yeah, there it is. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of the ponies was just like so many amazing learning experiences, meeting so many amazing people. Like for whatever reason, there's we had like such a connection to like the panhandle of Florida, where like we Dude. met Charity at the grocery store in 2011. Uh, I was wearing a Hopalong shirt, I and she's just yes. like, "Oh, Hopalong, great band." And I'm like, "How do you, what camping with that raccoon man?" Dude, oh my Wait. god, oh my god, Jerry, the fucking. Do you guy remember the raccoon man? No, it was like yeah, you don't remember that where he's like, "You guys left he, me in Kenzie." And oh, he was in the uh, trailer the across trailer, from us yeah. when we were camping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, uh, that's my mirror. You know, like, and no judgment. Like, people want to do drugs. I'm all about people doing drugs. But he was like, that's my mirror on the ceiling so I can watch myself shoot up. And I was like, okay. He was like, and I feed the raccoons. <laughs> and it's just the three of us here now. And I was like, what? <laughs> he was actually very nice, very nice person. He but, was, but that's like a crazy. It was a little alarming. We were like in the middle of nowhere in Florida. Oh my god! It, that reminds me of another time where we were in a Dunkin' Donuts in Hartford, and you got a chased Duncan? in a bathroom. I did. Yeah, it what? was horrifying. There this. was a dude who just like chased you into a bathroom. This was another early tour. I blocked that the hell out. It was scary as hell. I block out the really scary stuff. I think that's why I fall asleep so much in cars because I am so afraid. Mm. <laughs> like panic blackout and now I'm good at it. There were a whole lot of great stories, uh, car van stories. So crazy. Well, yeah, the back row was your station. Like that was your safety zone. And I can remember so often, like whenever we'd hit the brakes in the car, cause we had so much, we'd seven people's gear in that trunk that whenever the brakes <laughs> would get hit, there was this like a waterfall of keyboards That's and guitars good. and shit that would just fall on you. You know, in Thin Lips, I just put up a, a piece of plywood. <laughs> We could have just put up a piece of plywood. <laughs> just two by fours and a piece of plywood. That was it. Yeah, Easy. We weren't thinking about that. We weren't thinking. We were not thinking. <laughs> we were like, let's cover our amps in glitter and fabric. Let's That's go rainbows. to Rosetta's and get the Buddha pole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the name of that That's place. I was trying to think of that for so long. Tempe Rubin. Right near the Moog factory. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had an incredible. That was my first Tempe Rubin, vegan Tempe Rubin. And that's the one that I compare all other vegan restaurants. I'm such an asshole about vegan food and I fucking love that place. I'm the world's biggest asshole. I'm like, oh, is it a barbecue or a tofu warmer? But I fucking love that place. <laughs> I like, love it so, so much. Yeah. Uh, beans and rice for Jesus Christ. Oh, Remember beans and rice for Jesus oh, Christ. Well, that was the place in California. Brooks refused to say it. That was in Santa Cruz. Kyle refused. Was it Kyle? Definitely. I was really? like, who cares? I'll say anything for free beans and yeah. rice. I was I like, agree. Kyle, just say it for me, dude. I'm fucking hungry, dude. Like, come on. Mikey's got to eat double beans and rice. <laughs> Do you remember we developed <laughs> that Tupperware system because we all kept, like, out eating each other? Like, we'd make breakfast, and then it would all be gone, so we developed a Tupperware system so we would all get our own amount of food. It was oh. like a traveling cult. We, we had it down to a science at times. Well, I think we just had enough members that we eventually needed a form of government for it, so it kind of had to be a cult eventually. Yeah. That's the thing I realized recently was this. You were a cult leader? Pandemic. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Pandemic has made me realize how much I never liked or ever wanted to be a front person. <laughs> I hate it so much. Even with like thin lips and stuff, it's just never been my favorite thing. And in Dangerous Ponies, I was just like, it wasn't the thing. You know what I mean? There were all of us doing this thing. Mm. And then when that ended, I just kind of fell into it, but it's just stressful. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it. Well, the thing is like, when I'm on stage still to this day, I mostly just freeze up, but Evan has this natural- Evan rocks. Kind of, yeah, this, this freedom I'm of movement. I'm the Kyle Pulley of the band. <laughs> Evan rocks. I just like- Nervously breathing, sweating profusely. <laughs> yeah, but when you open your mouth and talk, you're like, you know, everyone you're naturally is, charismatic yeah, and you're you. very confident in speech. But that's the thing is, is I'm not like 
it makes me so anxious. Mm. I don't know if you guys ever feel that way, but I feel anxious perpetually. Evan feels mm. anxious absolutely never. <laughs> no, I feel anxious sometimes. Mikey just found out he's anxious. Yeah, yeah we were talking about that on a, on a prior app. That's why he's a Man, Captain that. Weed Boy. Captain yeah. Weedman. Mm-hmm. Weedman. Stony Weedman. One time he said to me, anytime I have a feeling, I think, no. And then I hit my ball. That was years ago, though. <laughs> that was before, you know. Nope. <laughs> well, yeah, you were saying, Mike, you, you know, you, you think it, you've had anxiety for a long time and you just... Been blocking it out or coping with it with weed for years, and now no c- cigarettes. Oh, ciggies, mm. ciggy yeah. butts. That's what it was. Because I could just like run away from like whatever situation doesn't matter. I just would like go walk away from everything and not have to think about it. And I just would smoke and sometimes smoke a lot, waste oh, a lot of time. Yeah, I listened to that, and I felt so sad that you felt sad because I was just like, I was Fiona says Fiona, as if I know her first name, Fiona Apple. <laughs> Fiona. Uh, oh, you know my friend. Oh, I thought you were talking about Shrek's wife. Fiona. Oh, I just rewatched those and they really hold up. <laughs> wait, wait, before I, I derail this with my ADD. Fiona. And he derailed it. <laughs> Fiona Apple. Uh, she, she always talks about how she doesn't believe in wasting time. And I think that's, I don't think you wasted time. You're your own, you, you are a lone wolf, brother. You like love to go off on your own. I mm. remember so distinctly that time that we went to Kenzie's sister's lake and we got out of the car. Mike was like, we will take these boats. And we were like, yeah. And you hopped in it, jet out to the middle of the lake. And just like you see like big clouds of weed smoke. Because <laughs> you just like love to be alone. And your walking time is like your youth time. Yeah, you just wanted to experience it all, man. Like yeah. you would also, as you've said a million times on the podcast, You'd be the only person up at seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. So early. So you'd find a coffee shop and go do your shit. I am though. I am a little obsessed with sleep. Kyle would always be like, are you okay? I'd be like, I have to eke in some more sleep. I mean, you're good at it. You were good at sleeping in the back of the van. You could sleep through the fucking sleep anywhere. six or seven or however many ponies there were at any given time. Just being a fucking that ruckus. Was the coolest Part of that band was it was like, well, I mean, there were many cool parts, but I would be like, we're getting in a fight. I'm going to turn around and there's a whole other group of people behind, <laughs> like in the seat. You're seriously like, what about Bob when you're sleeping? Like with the whole like not waking up, <laughs> jumping Bob, like up and down Bob. on you. Yeah. yeah. I am. Yeah, Shoshana took a video of me recently where she like, I guess that's the thing they do to babies in videos where they lift up a baby's arm and drop it. And if it just drops, she did that to me. And I just was like dead asleep on the couch. What's supposed to happen? This is like I don't wake awake. up. No, I just I just didn't wake up. We're getting older. Some of us do manual labor work. Got to get that sleep, my guy. The other day I did like 20,000 steps by like seven. So I was doing demo all day. Is that a lot? I, I don't really have a good gauge on steps. That's like, a, I think 10,000 is like four miles. Let me actually, I don't know. I have gotten no I facts. would say that during quarantine, yeah. I probably took about 17 steps a day. <laughs> <laughs> and it was usually out of my room to the bathroom, back into my bed, or downstairs to eat whatever Oliver made. Yeah, it's mm. five miles. So I walked 10 miles carrying heavy trash up and downstairs. Damn. So, like, I'm tired a lot. Yeah. And that's why you Tashans are fucking ripped. Yeah. yeah, you're a powerful family, for sure. Yeah, well, uh, our last name means stonemason. Does it? Yeah. Oh, or Armenian. stoned mason. <laughs> yep. Well, I think that we just come from like brick shit house, like stone masons <laughs> in Armenia. Well, my family's last name, Baglivo, means son of the bailiff. Whoa. Yeah, it's very specific. That's spooky. You goddamn son of a bailiff. Yeah, we're cops. 
But yeah, it, the bailiff it, is like the bail person, right? It's in a courtroom. It's the person who basically is like the intermediary for the judge who like does cop shit in a courtroom, basically. The guy that walks back and forth hand and shit, like that guy? Sure. <laughs> you know when they're always, Judge Judy's like, give me the paper. Oh, you exactly, know? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> give, give me the paper. And he just like walks back and forth with the paper. So he's just a fucking like layman cop. Mm-hmm. Cushy job. Yeah, lame cop. But that's the thing is that name was selected by my great grandfather because Previous to that, as far as we know, it was Esposito, like Esposito was our family mm. name. He changed it specifically because in that region of Italy at that time, that was the name they gave to children who they couldn't identify who the father was. A bastard. Yeah, it meant that they were a bastard. When he came to America, he's like, you know what? I don't want anyone to know that I'm a bastard. I'm going to change my name. Huh. And that's why we are Baglivo. Yeah. So he's as far back as we can trace our bag lineage. Bag elbows. Yeah, bag elbows, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I want my great-grandson to be in the bag of elbows. And he changed his name for me. It was so oh, thoughtful. Wow, that's so Chris, nice. did you know that baglevo means a bag of shoes? I did once get a bag of shoes gifted to me. Weirdly on the street. Wait, what? I think Mikey set me up with a softball segue there. No, there was like nothing more to that. I oh, okay. I was given a bag of shoes once by a couple on the street. I was walking my dog in my old neighborhood and I came around the corner and there was like an elderly couple, like probably in their late fifties, uh, elderly, fuck me. But they uh, stopped me and they asked me, what shoe size do you wear? And I was like, first of all, hello. And uh, eight and a half. And they're like, oh, that's great. Hi. We have a pet trash bag full of eight and a half dress shoes. And it was, their daughter was moving into my neighborhood. They just moved her in. And her cousin a few months before had passed and he had size eight and a half feet. And so they handed me a trash bag full of dress shoes. And I still wear those. Dead man's dress shoes. Mm -hmm. Dead man's shoes, yeah. Are they nice? They're beautiful shoes. This was a truly fashionable person, yeah. Chris loves to walk around in the penny loafers. Everybody makes fun of me for my penny loafers now. (laughs) They're very comfortable. Taking a knock off the Kyle block. Oh, yeah. I'm not quite that fancy. The wingtip. Yeah, I don't even know what you call his shoes. Yeah. But not really. It's like, I don't know that anybody else could make a tiny shoe like that sound so loud. Yeah, that's fair. He's he's no petite feet. Nice little Italian leather. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Kyle is a fun. Force. Dude, he's amazing. He like sits down and a picture falls behind him. Like <laughs> he really oh, yeah. is. Yeah, I wonder he if like when he's field. trying on his sneakers, like or sneakers, <laughs> trying on his like <laughs> <laughs> trying on those Italian sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying on those bag levos. <laughs> That's that's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna try to keep going. (laughs) I I need to know where this is going. The joke was that you just explained about your name. (laughs) After you explained about your name, I told your name. That's something different. You have absolutely not explained what you were saying. You just explained your last name, like what it meant. So then after you explained it, I said your name meant something different. That's the joke. That's the joke. I don't know. For the uh, joke translation here. In some cultures, Baglevo means bag of shoes. That's what Mikey's trying to say. Is this true? No. (laughs) No. 
We should get a fact checker just in case. But. <laughs> we're, it's all going to be on paper. We're yeah, we're going to get a lot of emails about this one. What's the when a stenographer? Oh. You guys should get a podcast stenographer. There's plenty oh. of AI apps we Take can make listen to this. I don't know. I don't know. No, I feel bad for that elderly woman who'd have to type down so many dick jokes. Mm. You ever think about how many insanely different personalities the Dangerous Ponies were? I'm sorry we just keep talking about the Dangerous Ponies. But <laughs> no, it's just please. Like, they're, half the band's here. Oh, yeah. No. I figured we were going to chat about this a lot. Yeah, so many different personalities, and it happens so naturally. And I feel so grateful for that time in my life. We would get to a place, and it would be like, okay, Kenzie, Brooks, Chrissy are going to go find a drag show or, like, do something gay, and then we'll meet up with Kyle at the bar, and then you guys are, like, at a GameStop or doing something, like, crazy in the woods, and then we'll all meet up. It was, like, a very nice family, and there were enough of us to, enjoy each other's interest areas Mm -hmm. and cross sections of interest areas because we all had things in common and things separate that we like to do together. It was just lovely. I feel like we learned so much from one another. Oh, yeah. I learned so much from everybody in that band. I mean, when, when that band started... Our first tour, we fucking printed directions to Texas and back. We had like a huge mm-hmm. stack. That was pre-iPhone. That was pre- MapQuest. Yeah, we had to print out our know. tome from MapQuest. I don't even know how we did it. Well, I super don't because I was like. unconscious in the backseat. Yeah. yeah, I was like on drugs having a yeah. panic attack. Yeah, it really was a family. I mean, I honestly, I think about this all the time and how much I, I miss that. Totally. We were a community traveling from place to place. Yeah. And people would say this to us in years after that we always brought the party even if there wasn't enough people in the crowd there was enough people on stage that it always felt like a party oh yeah and I miss that so much getting to do that because we did of course our first national tour but also our first touring together as a group I was so grateful that we got to do our first the Super Weeks and Thin Lips first European tour together and it was like getting the Dangerous Ponies back together it was so great because I was so anxious I had never been on a plane for that long Mm. and I'm sure that (laughs) anybody listening anybody listening to (laughs) this podcast knows that I am an actually crazy person. I'm like a mentally unwell lunatic person. But I wouldn't go as far as to say that, but you definitely would lie about having to urinate so we wouldn't go over a bridge. I, I definitely oh, had shit. a lot of mental health stuff mm-hmm. forever. And I am very honest about it, which mm-hmm. I think people are shocked by. Because it's so irrational and so crazy so much of the time. I was so nervous about that plane ride. Oh, my God. And then I made friends with that adorable gay guy at the... uh Oh, okay. I thought you were going to talk about the handsome powerlifter, the Icelandic powerlifter, who was also one of the they were flight amazing. attendants. I mean, all the yeah. flight attendants were the most beautiful people I've mm-hmm. ever seen on like Air Reykjavik or something. Wow. Yes, wow. Exactly. wow, yeah. First of all, you got wasted. Yes. And then you were interacting with anyone who came into your radius. Oh, yeah. And you stopped yeah, that's uh, how one I deal. of the flight attendants introducing yourself. And then you turned and you introduced Mikey, who was sitting next to you. And you said, this is my brother, Mikey. He's the strongest man in America. <laughs> And then she <laughs> says to you, like, oh, this is like Sven or whoever. He's the strongest man in Iceland. And he walks up and he is the strongest man in Iceland. He oh was an God. Olympic powerlifter who was also working as a flight attendant. Oh, my God. And I, I couldn't see you guys directly, but I like to imagine there was a knowing nod between him and Mikey. It was just like two titans, two demigods Dude. on Earth. Yeah, just like beautiful men. <laughs> oh, I recognize you from the meetings. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> 
Planes forever were my biggest fear. I didn't ride a plane until I was 30, my very first plane. I'm 36. (laughs) And I was terrified the whole time. My first flight was to Boston. Now I've been on so many airplanes and I'm way better at it. But that was my first long flight, my first international flight. Mm -hmm. I was so scared. I didn't really know the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Like I went through the duty free and the sweet gay guy. He was so nice to me. We made friends because I'd never shut up and talk to every stranger I, I ever see. And he was like, listen, honey, I can tell how nervous you are. So he gave me an extra bag and he was like, you can drink on the plane and then reseal it in this so you won't get in trouble. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> it's not very good for me, probably. But when I drink and go on an airplane, I'm not scared. So... And then the flight home, just like I am. <laughs> oh, really, Mikey? You're scared on a plane? No, when she drinks. Oh, you're scared when she drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey called me one time before my second flight ever. I was so anxious, and he was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> oh Don't tell him my what you said. God. I, no, you have to say it. I I'm can't. in the airport. So scared, oh like sweating, God. just so anxious. He was like, hey, did you get on a plane yet? I was like, <laughs> no, I'm in the airport. He was like, oh, okay. Well, uh, I just remembered that I have a friend who took drugs to get on the airplane because they were scared of the airplane, and they didn't pop their ears when they went in the air, and so they lost their hearing. Um, and I was like, what? Oh, yeah. He was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I called to tell you this. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. I did. I didn't mean it. like I. I just wasn't thinking. Like no, no, it's okay. I. It was there was no like intention to scare you. I was no. just like I don't know why I thought I should tell you that. <laughs> but now I feel way less scared of planes. Speaking of anxiety and speaking of how you talk to everybody, I've always admired this about you is that even in situations where you feel unsafe, which by your own admission is frequent. It's very often. It's way less often. I'm, I'm way more outwardly normal than I used to be. <laughs> yeah, also true. But you find a way to make friends wherever you go. Like You always like reach out to people. You're very genuine and, and vulnerable with people, and you make people feel comfortable around you all the time. And that's like one of my favorite parts of being around you and seeing you interact with people. And everywhere we would go with the Dangerous Ponies, even the first time we were in California, California, there was like people that you knew in some capacity and they mm. were so happy to see you as well. Like I, I also yeah. didn't understand my own anxiety back then. Yeah. And I just appreciate that about you. I think that's like a really valuable skill that you have. And Thank you. I appreciate that. That's a nice compliment. I love people and I love friends and I love chatting with people. And I am so anxious. When we started our band, I was not a functional person. Like, really not a very functional person. And I was held up by the good graces of the people that love me and that I love. And I feel very lucky for that. Like, I don't feel like I would be as functioning of a sort of adult (laughs) as I am without that. Even now, sometimes I do things and I'm like, I can't believe I did that. That's something that would have caused me like a whole day of panic. You know what I mean? That I just like do regularly. But I really do feel like it's because I had so much exposure. Like everybody always, yeah, took a turn. (laughs) You know, begrudgingly or not. (laughs) We got ourselves into a lot of situations that were kind of scary for me. But they pushed me. Because I'm scared of very irrational things. Like, you know, my panic disorder and agoraphobia are, like, not normal. <laughs> like, they're not, like, uh, rational fears. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're, like, totally banana. I'm like, gravity is going to go. And then my body flies off this mountain. And then <laughs> hit the ground, jello, boom. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, like, 
totally insane. Yeah, but the thing is, you still conquered those mountains. Yeah. You still did it. Totally. That's the biggest takeaway for me, like the bravery yeah. that you have in Thank all you. things. I yeah. appreciate that. I remember the van ride where you were like nonchalantly at the end of the van ride, you were like, that was the first time I made it without taking Klonopin. And we were yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. And like, oh that God. was a huge thing. That was like. I was pretty dosed up back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty fucking dosed up. Well, I, you were like, time to get in the giant metal box. I could die in at any moment. Oh, Oh my God. But that's the thing, too, is like none of us would have ever toured like that. At least, you know, not at that time without you guiding all of us and like mm. collecting all of us. And not to mention teaching us how to behave on tour and how to treat people, too. <laughs> we were little cretins. We were 19, Evan and I were 19 years old. You know, it trickles down. Like, you know, I was just in a queer, more marginalized community. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I was just like learning stuff. But I was laughing so hard the other day because I was with my friend Sal Louise. She's awesome. Like, fat, queer musician, amazing human being who, booked our first show in Ohio in Columbus Mm. and it was the first time we were ever in a space separately or together where people were talking about pronouns oh yes (laughs) (laughs) and it it was so funny because like we were all nervous like even the queer ones amongst us but like it was like oh uh hey um uh, Kyle, uh, I am a man. Uh, no, no, what Kyle Mikey. said was, when he got to his turn in the circle, he was like, hi, uh, Kyle, I'm a dude. <laughs> no, he's I'm like, a Kyle, too. masculine. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. I mean, none of us knew what the right thing was. We were all learning. We're all still mm-hmm. learning. It's just sped up. Thank God. Well, luckily, that potluck, they told us what, beforehand they... They explained yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, well, they were really kind. I mean, like, we were lucky to get to... They were ready to call people in. They guided yeah. us there. I mean, like, especially the yeah. three of us, like, you know, who became the Super Weeks, like, the most heteronormative, like, cis dumbos. My handsome boys. <laughs> <laughs> we're so well-meaning, but we are for sure dummies. And that was a really important moment where we learned something uh, ahead of the curve where we naturally would have with like how culture was moving. Yeah, yeah it was wacky time. for me, for sure. Like I remember being like, Whoa, what is this? <laughs> yeah, there are a couple super sharp memories in my mind and that's one of them. I felt like I picked all that up just that night and I just ran with it. And got- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a natural. That's how the story, you threw it on like a second the, skin. Yeah, the cookie crumbled. Yeah. That's how the cookie crumbled. <laughs> what I always say about my good politics. <laughs> Do you remember that show that we played in Toledo? Yes, dude. I oh, think about we, it oh. all the fucking time. Yeah, what a nightmare house. What a true nightmare. What do you remember about that show? Snippets. Sadness. A lot of sadness. A band of two people that mm-hmm. were a goth band. They were a couple, right? Married couple? They were a couple. Mm-hmm. Doing freaky stuff. The guy had his guitar going. Was it a coffin case? Probably I'm a coffin sure. case. I'm we sure. Probably, I'm sure it's probably, probably a coffin, coffin case. case too. And you I had was, a BC Rich going into a metal zone, going into directly oh. into the console, directly out of the speakers. Oh, so it was yeah. direct probably in metal so zone. Good. Nightmare tone. Probably sounded so in nice. The nightmare house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Constant sizzle. sizzle. Yeah. The sizzle. I think that was probably like to date, the just like cringiest, most uncomfortable show I have ever oh, played. Oh, no. No, no, what do you no. Have? When we played in Phoenix and that guy did an acapella set. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was terrifying. Yeah, his, was his, his, his name was, was going to fuck. die. Right? Don't he, like, jerked off with the mic? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. The headliner that night was a stripping cowboy. That might be who you're thinking of. That rocks. Yeah, that was the stripping cowboy. Rips. But that guy's name was Cuddlefuck, right? Wasn't it? Dude, I... 
There were so many shows that we played like that that was just like total freak shows. Do you remember the time that we played in, oh, that place in North Carolina that we ended up going a lot? Boone. And we had to sleep where the band was like, let's smoke some weed. Let's smoke some weed. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that guy? Yeah, Fish, fish 2 was and there. Kyle, oh, Fish 2. Yeah. F-I-S-H-T-O-O. <laughs> Kyle went down and started flipping the breakers because oh, we sabotage. were exhausted. <laughs> we, they were just fucking shredding the piano or whatever they were into. It was like, <laughs> what's that sound? That's, it's like a Hammond, maybe? Organ. Yeah, it was like organy. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have Andy and Beth if we didn't have Boone, you know? Yeah, that, God to bless them. I'm sure we met them, yeah. Ugh. Our friends from Charlotte, North Carolina, who were the sweetest people. They had Andy had his cupcake shop for a while. They're just like two of the most genuine, lovely people we've ever met. True, sweet, sweet, good humans. A lot mm-hmm. of good times. And, you know, there are people that I think about when I think about iterations. Like, there were so many iterations of our hangs with them. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's how many years we, like, ended up doing this thing together. Because, I mean, seven years is longer than high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's longer than college. We got a doctorate degree in Dangerous yes. Ponies. We are the Dr. Pony. Dude, Dr. Pony, medicine pony. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pony. I guess we should ask our usual question, like the uh, kind of centerpiece of all of these episodes that we're doing. How much wood? That's not it. <laughs> What's what are your earliest memories of Big, <gasps> of big Mamas? Oh, For the listener, Evan just karate kicked a bottle of whiskey off of the table. <laughs> My earliest memory of Big Mamas is when Joe told me about it because he lived in a house over on like. St. Bernard and Florence, like right on the corner in West Philly, this big old house. He had his like little room studio. It was a a beautiful house. Him and Pete lived there. I'm sure somebody else, but I remember Joe being like, dude, me and Kyle and some people like went to go look at this warehouse and you're not going to believe it. He was like, you're gonna shit your pants. (laughs) It was so great. And I, I have like a vague memory of the first time going there. That place was just such a home to me for... So, so long. I mean, for obviously for everybody, it was your literal home. Yeah, special place. I like that your Joe impersonation is almost identical to your Evan impersonation. I mean, don't you think it's like pretty accurate? Yeah, he's like Evan plus one foot in height, basically. Foot? Like, like at least five. Minus a foot <laughs> in like girth. Well, who cares about that? Not important. What's important is you both talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I learned from the best. What can I say? Oh, God. Uh, Kyle, too. If I were to ever see, like, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem show up and they just, like, Evan and Joe. Is that the Joe, Muppets band? That is the Muppets band. And Evan and Joe are in the, the background. I wouldn't bat an eye. They, oh, they fit in perfectly. No fucking way. Just as hairy, My just as loud. My favorite Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. I love those boys. And Kyle, and you, and Mikey, I, all my sweet boys. But, uh, I guess we'll have to do a Dr. Teeth cover set for Halloween. Dude, please let me play in the Dr. Teeth cover that set. That would actually fucking rock. I would definitely do that. Kyle Press will be the saxophone guy. <laughs> He's yeah. been doing some volunteer work with some people that I've been... Oh, right on. Last summer, he was with Bunny Hop a lot, and I was too. Then I hurt my hip, but now, hmm. now I'm back on top. But Now you're hopping. I went to this special man in the Navy Yard. It was my first time ever going to the Navy Yard, and there's a special man there, and he's got this special machine, and it's an ultrasound for your ligaments and tendons. And he looked at it. He was like, oh, yeah, you've got this tear in, like, your meniscus and your hip. Oh, in your biscuit meniscus? In your biscuit (laughs) cystus. And he said, you also have this scar tissue. He was like, we can fix it right now. Are you afraid of needles? I was like, what? 
He was like, no, we can fix it right now. So he just stuck a needle in my hip and broke up the scar tissue and put some cortisol in there. And now I feel great. Seriously? My hip was going out all the time. Was he just like I was in so the much pain. Tissue? Dude, I, I didn't. I obviously didn't <laughs> look. Did I didn't want to die um, or throw up all over him. No, because he put a needle oh. in there first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, like put like a like the dentist. Like, you're basically a dentist. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I'm Doc Bag. I have an honorary dentist doctorate. Yeah, but it was amazing. I couldn't believe it. And that wasn't even for that long. People do that all the time, and doctors are just like, yay, okay. I mean, you were the person who brought going to the chiropractor into my life. You were the one who introduced me to- You love the chiro? I mean, I've only had one, and it was nice. I've never done a consistent (sighs) chiro, but I did love acupuncture. Crack a lack me. When we were somehow, again, in Florida. so cute. They were like, let's go get some acupuncture. No, we were in Chico, California. Oh, that was California? It's like the same. We were in Chico, California, hot. and this, like, yeah, this sweet old lesbian knew my friend in West Philly who had the acupuncture clinic. <laughs> you were so cute and nervous, and that old lady brought you water with a straw. She was like the oldest woman I ever saw. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I had all these needles all over you. So cute. So when are they going to make a hybrid chiropractor acupuncturist, and they're just going to call it crackypuncture? Crackypuncture. Is that Dude. anything? Personally, when I'm stuck up with the needles, one of my biggest fears is I'm going to thrash around accidentally, (laughs) you know, and I I feel like those wouldn't mix. Mm. But like a Cairo massage person, I'm pretty sure that's like an osteopathic thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, usually like the whole adjustment stuff goes to the osteopaths. I went to a chiropractor after I hurt my back. They had me hooked up to this. Um, Did you say broke your back? Hurt my back. Okay. I, I, I fell like really hard at the skate park and I knocked the wind out of myself and I knocked Ooh. one of my vertebrae out of alignment. I was listening to the podcast in which you were I'm arguing. constantly injured. It's hard to keep track of it. You were arguing with Kyle about who got hurt more. I told Kyle that if he didn't stop skating, I was going to tell Yoway because I oh. was like, <laughs> Are you ratting him out? You're a narc? I told skate him I would. He couldn't breathe. He couldn't even lift any of the amps. Mm. I was rubbing like icy hot on his back and he couldn't breathe. It was crazy. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to tell on you if you <laughs> don't stop, old man. Good job. He was going to kill himself. Yeah, probably. I mean, just that's just how he lives. Though. The fact Whether that he, he has a skateboard died. Or, yeah, at least he has a skateboard in his face. He did almost cut his finger off once when he was helping the lesbians uh, prune their garden. Go on. <laughs> He was helping the lesbians prune their garden and he like almost cut his finger off with pruning shears. Hold on. For the (laughs) listener, the lesbians are Kyle's lesbian aunts that we call the lesbians. Yeah. (laughs) Alice and Amy. Yeah. They are the homesteading queens. Yeah. In Cummington, Massachusetts. I guess we can cut that part out. The Cummington Creamery. It says you can't say come on the. Come no, on, podcast. Yeah, come. the FCC will come after us. FDA is going to be mad. <laughs> They're just the best. Yeah, the FCA, the, the Food and Coma Administration. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> they have that ghost pepper ice cream, though. The FCA does? The oh, the, lesbians, the Food and Coma Administration. Uh, no, they also yeah, the, get gifted wine from Aaron Lewis. Yeah. Oh, Aaron Lewis, the singer of Stained, was a frequent customer at their... Come Stained. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on down That's to the creamery, Stained. Right? <laughs> like come Stained. <laughs> at their little shop. Um... <laughs> Um, 
You have to keep this part in. Yeah, it's going to stay in. In its entirety. Um, <laughs> dude, I mean, that man has the craziest microphone moment in his whole life. Talk about a bad back. Somebody who needs a chiropractor, that guy. Wait, he Kyle? sings like bent over. The guy from Cum Stained. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he needs a chiropractor. Well, it's been a while. Burn a roar. You really got him. Insane zinger, dude. <laughs> That's for an audience of one right there. <laughs> what an insane zinger, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if you took your body and just went like this, it would be stained. Give me a green screen. What? <laughs> Give me green screen. Because <laughs> you know, he's screen. all hunched over. Like, took Evan oh, and just okay. free transformed him straight on up. the couch right now. Is he? What's the deal with dude, the Aaron Google Lewis? image? Google image. He sings to a microphone that's like, like how Fieldy plays his bass. <laughs> he sings like that. Look, his Google eyebrow it. ring is fucking heavy. Okay. Oh, that's a good point. It's fucking hard. Aaron Lewis. Microphone styly. <laughs> microphone styly. <laughs> Omaha oh, styly. I love 311. Great band. I got this tattoo for that. I do. Chill. Oh my god. You heard it first. Crystal trash can has a 311 tattoo. Well, I just like that they command you to chill. Yeah. I have to do a better job at that. It's they not command my you skill. to chill and well, meet oh. Yeah, the original guided meditation was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Chill. Namaste. Chill. <laughs> namaste guided meditation. Namaste. A namaste. Oh, we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I do love 311 though. So earlier we were talking about contracting and there was one mm-hmm. thing I, I saw on your Instagram in the last few weeks that blew my mind. Hippie. That, what was it? Oh, hit me. <laughs> Hippie. She's I, dad. I fully heard pee-pee. Uh, <laughs> I would say that too. There was a wall that you had to open up that just had a bunch of trash from a demoed bathroom in it. Yeah, that's actually the project I'm working on right now. Uh, two bathrooms in a West Philly house. Both of them, somebody demoed them before and just put the trash in the walls. So it's like demi bathrooms. I'm like demoing a bathroom with a bathroom inside of it. It's so much trash. That bathroom is haunted by a bathroom, basically. It's brutal. Oh, and today we had to cut out the old cast iron stack vent that just had this one cartoon crack. It's a four inch pipe. It had like a cartoon like scar down the middle of like eight feet of it. And then when we cut it, I turned it down. This is really gross. Do you know the way blood smells like copper sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. It dumped out all of this like cast iron sediment and it smelled like blood. (laughs) It was so gross. I had to change my mask. What was typically going through that pipe that it would smell like that? Oh, that was the rotten pipe itself. So it was like the pipe breaking down over time. It was a vent. It was a sewer vent. So whenever you plumb, I'm sure that people are going to be super fascinated by this, but (laughs) whenever you plumb a drain line, you have to plumb a vent off of it in order for the water, the sewage to off gas. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> Mikey looks like riveted right now. <laughs> Ripeted. He's ripeted. Spliveted, yeah. He's spliveted. Blood smells like that because of the iron in the blood, no? Boob. Cast iron. I said copper. Also, it sounded like I said boob. <laughs> I did think you said boob. Boob. Mm-hmm. Now, as a person who we get nosebleeds constantly as a child, I was very familiar with that taste oh, and smell. I hate that yeah. smell. Tons of sediment. It just like kept dumping out from it breaking down. Ooh. It was just dumping them out. And also intermingling duty as well from the ages, I suppose. It's a vent, though. So duty vapors. Yes. Yes. Pipe farts. Pipe farts. Pipe farts. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. 
It was uh, an awful experience and really heavy. Oof. It's like a heavy blood pipe. Feel free to cut this. Damn, Hold I thought this would be less thing. nasty and more fun. <laughs> blood pipe, when you cut my pipe, but you cut it shallow. He's writing a theme song for a moil. So that I can smell the eye. <laughs> What is that? I believe this it's is it's Dave Matthews. It's that's Gravedigger that oh, he's, he's doing a really? parody of. Yeah, I thought it was Stained. <laughs> no, it was, thank you. Yeah, it definitely it's Dave always Matthews. Dave Matthews. You, you know Mikey. You know Mikey. Dave. I will say to talk about myself for one second that I love listening to you talk about yourself. My rap game is getting a lot better. Maybe I will challenge Dominic Angela Ankle Ankles. Cellos. Well, sounds like it's going really well. <laughs> ankles cellos. Maybe I'll. I'll maybe I'll. Dominic Angelola. Ankle, yeah, ankle fella. <laughs> Maybe I'll come at him for another rap battle. So for context for the listener, there is a wonderful YouTube video of Mikey rap battling. No, it's not, it's not a wonderful video. <laughs> I'm not rap battling. But Dom, Dom who used child. to be in Hopalong, he's Dragon King and a number of other projects. He's an incredible freestyle rapper. Yeah. He's so Great talented. So yeah. Across the board talented. Yeah. And Mikey, Mikey's pretty Mikey's much good just, at everything but that. <laughs> well, Mikey's not from Alabama. I yeah, no, I'm certainly His not. His name is Mikey's from not Alabama. I'll, I'll try to link it in the show notes for Please people to click don't. on. Please don't. No, it's okay, so I won't. <laughs> I have dreadlocks in that video. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I had really racist hair, but I didn't know. And then when I found out, I cut it off. So I think it's more important to not not talk about it and more important to talk about it and say that you learned something and then you did it different. I mean, I was wearing a fedora in that video, so I'm just as bad. Fedora, I had dreadlocks, <laughs> cut them right off. When I cut them off, my dad said, feels really good to feel like I'm not hugging a basket. <laughs> <laughs> That so, man with the burns. We gotta have him on an episode so Dude. he can burn all of us. Daddy Dick Let fingers. Him play bass on a track. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he would love to. If we do an episode with your dad, though, you both have to be on it. Oh yeah, <laughs> my dad's well, a hoot. You're gonna have to cut like half of it though. <laughs> I figured it'll one. probably be like you'll record for two and a half hours, but it'll be like a twenty minute segment. <laughs> so, Chrissy, what are some of your favorite places you've ever been on tour? Mm. Monroe, Utah, the hot springs, Mystic oh, Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mystic Mike. Yep. He was an artist for the Grateful Dead, right? And yep. he stayed at his hot springs. And he had cameras from The Price is Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a fucking incredible time. Yeah, we filmed a live set there with those Price is Right cameras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the- Mystic Hot Springs. And then the other one at Mount Hood was called... It's the one where we Bagby. saw the... We, we saw the nut. Yeah, the... The, the, the ball. Oh, the ball. <laughs> the yeah. Ultimate. The ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate. The ultimate. Man, what a jarring like was, first and last experience. <laughs> a very bold individual oh who is not ashamed God. of his massive, swollen, distended ball sack is basically there was what we're only one though. To. Yeah, well, the other one was probably in there somewhere. Oh my god, that it was one, really upstaged was, by the big boy who it was, was moving to the front. It know. was the size of an orange. Oh, I would say it was at least mango sized and shape and coloration. It was horrifying. But the hike there was really nice. And do you remember we almost got lost on the mountain and we hit a turkey? What the no. Oh my god, I still laugh about that because Mikey screamed like at the time. I've never heard Mikey scream like Mikey's like, ah! Our GPS took us up the top of the mountain. And even though it was like spring or fall or like a transitional season, 
the top of the mountain had snow on it. Yeah, this is like a snowstorm that was happening while we were riding up, right? No, oh, okay. that was when we were coming from Colorado. Oh, going yeah, that was to right Moab. before Mystic Mike's. We were coming out of a snowstorm from Denver, and then we got stuck in the middle of a road with a cattle crossing in in Utah. Mm. And then Kenzie's cousin gave us forty eight weed muffins because we were coming from Colorado. Oh, and then oh my god, Mikey and I just chowed down on weed muffins. You guys were all high springs. except for me and Chris. <laughs> But anyway, the, the turkey story you were saying. This was like when we still used a GPS. Like when none of us had really had smartphones. Like the Tom Tom. We had a Tom Tom. Mm-hmm. And so we got stuck in the snow. We freaked out. We, just me. <laughs> <laughs> we had a panic attack. <laughs> turned, <laughs> turned the car around. And uh and we we're driving back down, just trying to find our way out. And we didn't have service because we had a fucking Tom Tom. I hear Mikey scream and I'm in the back, like praying, like, you know, doing my panic attack prayers. <laughs> and I look up and this turkey it just like hit our windshield. But we made it out. Moral of the story. We lit. We're here. Well, we had the steady hand of our ever ready captain, Mikey Tash, and at the wheel, at the helm. Yeah, we were always safe. Yeah. That was my first dab. What? <laughs> That day. Talking about the ball? Yeah. Ball day. Your first what? Dab. Dab. <laughs> weed dab. <laughs> oh, the weed map lines up yeah, with, the ball, with my ball map. It was my first ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. And first turkey, yeah. Uh, first turkey, first dab. A day of firsts. Wow. <laughs> Discovery. Tell me about that dab. Did you lose your mind? I mean, no, you're probably good at it. No, yeah. I mean, I was fine. I thought that they were smoking, like, some crazy drugs. And you were like, let me hit that. I was like, what's going on? Because they were in like a jet, like a public area, like picnic benches and stuff. And there was just like a few different people. They kind of just walked up. So I thought they were like tweakers maybe, but they they walked up. Tweakers being a meth thing? Yeah. They walked up and they took out this crazy fucking clear glass pipe and started like torching it. and mm. doing. It looks it. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was fun. I was like relieved that it was weed. Wait, after you smoked it, you were relieved that it was weed? No, I fucking <laughs> found out before I smoked it. But it, I mean, still, like when they started like doing that, you know, I'm just glad it wasn't, you know, meth or something. Uh, for context, where was this? Bagby. At the hot springs, please. This wasn't like, uh, you know, Big Balls Magoo, who you were smoking with. Who was this? This wasn't the Big Ball, no. So it was some kids that looked like they were like. People. Yeah, it was just some like hippie punk looking. Other, oh, okay. other people not doing the springs. Because I wasn't doing the spring eyes, so I went and walked around immediately when we got mm, there, mm, mm. Look, looking for the weed. I mean, that was a beautiful. I mean, it looked like fucking fern gully. His testicle? Uh, <laughs> well, no. I guess it looked like the Tim Curry character in a way from Fern Gully. It's like the, tar- oh, the, the pollution you know creature in the tree. What's really fucked up is that Shoshana and I both have Tim Curry crushes, but mine is from Rocky Horror, and hers is that. I mean, he's kind of sexy in that movie. He's very terrifying, sexy. Yeah, and for What's his yeah. name? Oh, I can't remember. It's it's. it's who's bat- got the internet for no, a no, fucking reason? No, no, Batty was played by Robin Williams. Tim Curry is the villain who was trapped in one of the sacred trees that gets cut down by the clear cutting company. And that's like part of the allegory as to why you shouldn't cut down trees. Because the villains get killed. Because the villain escapes. That's where all the hijinks Hexus. begin. Hexus. Right, because it was a More reduction like sexist, of the name you know of the spray on the tree. Yeah, sexist. <laughs> Shoshana had a big crush on him. It's kind of hot. Yeah. Can't blame her. For me, that my Tim Curry crush comes from Muppets Treasure Island. 
That's mm. not true. That's not I true. I can't see Muppets Muppet Treasure Island. It's probably one of the worst Muppet movies for sure. Muppets in Outer Space, I really love. Muppets in Space, yeah. That's the uh, Gonzo origin story. Fantastic I love that film. Great soundtrack. Pepe. Yeah, the, Pepe the crawfish. Yeah, I love Pepe. I am not a shrimp. I am a king prawn. <laughs> no, or prawn, excuse me. Yeah, you would be upset with me as well. But I do love him. I love his look. Got a good look. I don't know, old Pep. A later edition, for sure. Pepe and Janice, I think, are my favorite mop. Oh, I love Janice. That's the guitarist from Dr. Teeth. She's just, Man. yeah. She's like if Mikey was a, a lady Muppet, a lady Muppet guitar player. Yeah, very high, She's very like, hey, mellow. Man. <laughs> She's cool. That's what we do here as musicians. What were you gonna say? Oh no, I was <laughs> just gonna say, what about in Europe? Where were some of your favorite places oh, you ever visited? Dude, that's what I was going to say some time ago. <laughs> um, going to tour on Europe together, I was so fucking nervous, Torp. and so it felt so sick to be able to go with my buds. It was my first time anywhere not in the U.S. or Canada, and it was amazing. If that wasn't my first tour in Europe, it probably would have been incredibly depressing because we had like one day of sun the whole month. I don't know if you remember, Mm -hmm. but I turned 32 in Prague. That fucking ripped. That was your birthday that day? Yeah. Your birthday is the second, right? The second. Yeah, Andrew Wilson's is the first. I remember that. The lips and super weak. Mm -hmm. That's what they wrote. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The lips and super weak. Lost in translation, yeah. And then they were like, everyone, please drink all of this. Absinthe. All of the absinthe. Yeah. It's so rare when I try something. Well, it's less rare the older I get. Now people offer me crappy beer and I'm like, I'd rather not. I just won't drink. (laughs) It's uh, better for me. But yeah, I took like a half a sip of that and I just gave it away. I couldn't take it. Oh, that was, yeah, some it was on fire juice. What about well, they the set Becky? it on fire, too, so it was so hot. The Becky? You remember the Bekarovka? Oh, the Bekarovka was awesome. All they did was just tell us about how their president just drinks a ton of Bekarovka all the time. The Bekarovka was good. It was very, like, peppermint spirit. Yeah, clovey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That was also the day that Mikey got the tour curse from that tour, where we were uh, all getting the horrible diarrhea flu or whatever it was. I didn't get it. What? How did you dodge it? Zinc, dude. You guys all made fun of me, and I yeah, took a yeah, ton yeah. I didn't make fun of you. Zinc. Ever since we toured in the ponies, I take so much zinc Well, <laughs> Andrew Wilson He's got a real zinc brutally freak. sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got brutally sick too, but I was taking zinc left and right. Oh yeah, well there was a couple nights later that I got sick. I don't remember where we were, but when we got on stage, I had to stand completely still because I knew if I moved at all, I would diarrhea myself in front of a thousand kids. I feel like it was Munich because I remember us both laying down like next to the stage because you were, that was like the day you were sick and then I was getting sick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dude, I, I mean, I dodged it while we were there, but I never got that sick, but I got a really bad cold, a really, really bad cold the day we flew back. And I flew back for Warren Adams wedding and I took a ton of Mucinex because I was in, I was her best ma'am. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was in a tuxedo. I didn't want to cough during the ceremony. But like 10 minutes before I had to give the best ma'am speech, I sneezed and had a gigantic nosebleed all over my tuxedo. Oh, no. I took too much mucinex. Oh, no. And thank God they had a Clorox pen. I got it out. I just looked like really wet. <laughs> 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 but I couldn't believe I got it out. But, oh, do you remember when we had to get out of the van and run up that mountain? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> do you think about that? the scariest nights of my that life. That was in Austria, right? Yeah, that was after we were Munich. In the Alps. I was we sick. Were the- yeah, oh, yeah, that's the day Evan was sick. 
Should we and go, th- got sick. go through the details of that one? It's kind of a lot to go through, but we had a mountain house rented for the evening, way up the side of a mountain. But we were traveling in what summer's sprinter. No, it was the Austria. It was Austria, Austria yeah. Austria, oh. But we were traveling in that sprinter, both of our bands, and that sprinter was not equipped to a travel really nice the side car. of a snowy mountain. Old Blue was beautiful. It was home away from home, but not for traversal of a mountainside. No. And it was pitch black in the middle of the night. We met our host. It was a father and daughter. And when we drove up to their house so they could guide us up the mountain, they were like, this is your van? And we're like, yeah, and they're like, this will not make it. <laughs> <laughs> and so they brought us chains out so yeah, we could go up the snowy on. mountain and we had to follow them up. And there was a point where I guess it was just like as we went around a corner, like a 90 degree turn to get up this like borderline vertical ramp to the top of the mountain. Summer s- slowed down because there was no way for that van to take that corner. And then he just slid backwards down the oh, mountain. That was so scary. <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> My worst nightmare. But I think, Mikey, it was you, me, and Kyle got out to push the van, right? I got out. Oh, you we also- walked up the oh, mountain. You- oh, yeah, yeah. It was all four of us. Yeah. Yeah. We but- had to. They were like, this has to be as light as possible. Mm-hmm. The guy was like, it's got to be as light as possible. And we just couldn't see off the side of the mountain. Like, we couldn't see anything because it was pitch black. So oh, it was man. like, who knows how high up we are. Yeah, yeah. it was just like a cliff's edge, like a few feet oh. from us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared. That was probably honestly a blessing for you, though, because if you could see the fucking dude, remember the way down? Mikey was like, "If I'm dying, I'm drinking a beer." He opened like a polliner. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah. like Evan was talking about how beautiful it was out the next morning. I was scared shitless because we were like tobogganing down that hill in that van. <laughs> it was really scary. It was very scary. I oh thought it was beautiful. I was like, I don't feel sick anymore. This is beautiful. <laughs> Transcended the himself. No, is amazing. We've got fifty turbo dogs. Under the seat right oh, now. Oh, the turbo dog was so disgusting. I was telling somebody that the other day. I was like, in Europe, all the beer is so bad. I would just save my buyout and buy one cocktail and be like, never mind. Most of the time, I was like, I'm not drinking that. That is so gross. Yeah, they would be like, here's some liquor, and you'd be like, thank God. What was that other weird turbo dog was disgusting? We, we had a trash bag full of it. it was like bubbly. Kind of bubbly. I think Andy Black showed us the. Oh, it was the, uh, it was the yerba mate. The cigar juice? This is the yerba mate, but there was also the, uh, what was the vending oh, machine? Oh, the that- club, the club mate. No? Yeah, yeah. Club oh, no, the vending machine was that beer that he really liked. Yeah. Oh, the McKellar vending the machine. The McKellar, yeah. Yes. McKellar There's is- a fucking oh. McKellar vending machine. <laughs> oh, McKellar rocks. I'm not oh, a beer, beer, a good man, beer but I love I a do lot like of beer. McKellar stuff. But to Mikey's point, club mate fucking rocks. There's you like know- a handful of places in Philly that carry it. I mean, being in Europe, we were like, we're going to go to Aldi and I don't mean to fucking brag, but I'm going to spend a dollar fifty and I'm going to get really nice cheese, a dried fucking sausage and a fresh piece of bread. Oh, yeah. For like no money. Like a king. They had a bread machine. He pressed the button and a hot bread came out. A hot bread. <laughs> Well, that was the, the first Aldi we went to. The bread machine had a slice of pizza that would come out. And Andy Black kept calling it the pizza button. And every Aldi we went, ask, went to after that, he would run to the back of the store looking for the bread machine. And he would just be like, pizza button! And would run to the back of the store and he'd be so heartbroken when they didn't have a pizza button. It was only that one Aldi. Did you guys talk about on Kyle's episode that Swedish thing with the couple of hot dogs? Oh, yeah, the two-board shoot. Yes, yes, the shrimp mayonnaise hot dog. I was really bummed Kyle threw his out. It was disgusting! 
did. <laughs> it was Evan so loves it. He's and a defender. they had it at the McDonald's. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. I remember getting McDo- it at We would stop to pee at McDonald's a lot, and they would have, like, the local thing. McDonald's style. Right. Oh, right. And I looked up what it was when we were in the car, and it was like, the definition was a couple of hot dogs, <laughs> <laughs> shrimp salad, in a pita. It was disgusting. Looking. It was great. I, there, Oh, Evan is so brave. He's like a true, unbelievably. It was strange. Brave. I'll look. I'll go out of my way. I'll say I He's enjoyed go eating it. Way. It was really strange. If it's wet and edible, Evan is all for it. <laughs> all I remember is in Sweden, wet and edible. we stopped at a market that horse-drawn carriages were going to. <laughs> And I was with Mike and George on this drive. The documentarians who were following us around. We went to, like, we were in the middle of fucking nowhere, Sweden, and we pulled off the road and there were just horse-drawn carriages going to the grocery store. And we were like, what the fuck? And then I went inside this grocery store and I got the most amazing beet salad and a sausage that was like Hungarian style. And Mm. it was just paprika... Mm. And smoke. Mm. And it just tasted yes. like somebody just. Give me that paprikash. Oh, it was. Ted, I like you opened the sausage bag in the car and you're just like, somebody lit a fire in here. What's going on? Yes. Oh, God. So much good food in here. Oh, to die. Well, Chrissy, that's Oh, one my of the God. Things- you guys, I found a note in my car. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, obviously, one of the things that stuck with me from that tour was because I'm vegan and so much of like what was out there was meat and cheese that you guys were eating. You turned to me at one point and you were like, I feel so bad. Like you don't get to enjoy any of the stuff that we're eating on tour. And like, while we were in Germany, I was like, what are you talking about? I've eaten at McDonald's every single day and I've had a <laughs> vegan burger every day. I'm, I'm in heaven right now. Oh, God bless. Well, I'm happy for you then. That's, <laughs> That's all it takes for me. I'm, you're easy I'm scum. Peasy. I love that. No, don't say that about yourself. That's mean <laughs> and not true. Scum has I come found in a it. note in my phone. Cause something that I will do all the time you know, when we were touring with Chris Deem, I started saying a little sippy for Pippi because oh, yeah. I, oh, yes. I would like type things into my notes and show them to people instead of scream if I had to sing. And he had this really nice cocktail and I typed out a little sippy for Pippi, question mark. But there is a note in here that I found when I was deleting my notes and it had to have been for Kyle because it said something along the lines of, I can't hear any more about farts and shit. Do you want to go have <laughs> A cocktail when we get there. <laughs> That's absolutely because of me and Christine. Yeah. I can That's guarantee what he, it. I, I believe that Kyle said something along the lines of, it must have been the Chris and Chris fart <laughs> feedback. <room." laughs> well, he and I, like we would converse strictly oh in uh, rhyming jokes about pissing. I'm so insanely tired already of hearing about shit and farts. Want to go take a grown-up state to Sausage Town when we get there? <laughs> well, this is probably during the stretch where we were saying things back and forth to each other, and we had to use the bathroom. We're like, oh, I gotta unload my chode, oh. and he's like, I need to deploy my toy. No, we're <sighs> just trying to nap, standing up. Don't worry, Mikey. We're rounding the home stretch. I have to go to work tomorrow. Mikey's got to go to work in like an hour. I also have to go to work tomorrow, and I didn't get my schedule for the week, and I'm sure the guy who's supposed to give me my schedule is sleeping. Oh, I got a text from him just now. What time do you want me in tomorrow? Ten-ish. Hmm. Loosey-goosey. I'm going to just go home. I got a little thing of cold brew in my fridge. Fridge. <laughs> That's the big takeaway there. Also, I got... <laughs> $150 worth of new incense at my parents' house waiting for me. Oh, what you got, Dougie? Oof. Nog? 
All Nog? No, no, no. Patrol? Shiedo. You like Shado. Japanese incense? Oh. <laughs> I guess I don't oh. know it. Oh. I'll, I'll make you a little care package. <gasps> that would be so nice. I'll also give you. I'll I'll take you to my incense lair upstairs. You can, oh. you can take a couple care Incensoria. packages. I don't practice incensoria. <laughs> oh, I definitely do. I mean, I do too. I would love to try some more exciting incenses. Do they burn freaky or? <laughs> <laughs> like is it like a like a pellet or like a like no, a cone? No, it's like a it's a little stick, and they're very light, mm, very nice. That is nice. I usually like light incense and smoke out my whole house because it's all like musky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's that like dense. Well, yeah, that's like the the Indian style like dupe cones, like my nog cones. As mm. long as it's not that one weird stick that you love that smells like somebody like filled the tire with used condoms and lit it on fire. Oh, dear God. What stick? That fucking thing you light in the bathroom all the time. That's the Japanese one. It's great. Oh. Well, that's the one you're getting, Chrissy. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. oh, amazing. This the house is going to fucking lerf it. This guy's palate's not refined. I'll tell you that right now. The sniffer? Mm. Not a refined sniffer. I just don't I like mean, that nasty I mean, you and I smell. are very similar in that we love gigantic flavors. Mm-hmm. I feel like big, bold, weird. Are you a Fernet guy? Everybody don't I know hate, hates it except for me. I think it's fine. It's not something I'm going to go out of my way Chartreuse? to fuck with. Chartreuse, I will go it's not like a color of green. before Fernet. It is, and it's also a green alcohol. It's an old monk secret. It's like 141 herbs. Oh, that's a lot of herbs. That's, that's all the herbs. I didn't know there were that many. <laughs> Chartreuse in the cocktail is nice. Yeah, like a final word. I don't like it straight that much. I don't love Fernet straight. I also haven't love, had a Fernet love. cocktail. <laughs> Fernet it and forget it. Well, what about uh, the, the Chicago one? Are you thinking of Malloyt? Malort, that's the Chicago Malort. one. Malort. Malort. Oh, Malort. Dude. Malort, that was awful. That was <laughs> so awful you experience. even have your limit. Well, Crimbus, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we've talked a lot about our history today, but where can people find you now? What would you like them to see of you online? Check out Thin Lips. Yeah, I mean, Thin Lips has music on the internet. In the pandemic, I wrote a couple things for some compilations, and I did a Kate Bush cover I like. Oh, nice. 10 out of 10, Kate Bush cover, I'll tell you. Do you have anything you're excited about? That you're doing? No, that you're doing. Oh, you know what? It's going to already be out by the time this comes out, but the thing we wrote the theme song for, Sunnydale, is coming out day after recording, but it's going to be four days What's Sunnydale? That sounds really familiar. Sunnydale. It's where Buffy's from. It's the sequel to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They're doing a table read for charity. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it'll be cool. I think it's still going to be up on Twitch. Did they ask you to write the theme song or did they they pick something? Oh, that's so exciting. uh, Yeah, Ash from Nerd Appropriate, which is another podcast. He reached out to us because of Teenage Blob. So it was was cool. It was an honor. Teenage Blob, so cool. (laughs) I don't know a thing about video games, but I'm excited for you guys. I stopped at Tetris. (laughs) And like Super Mario. The two perfect games. They nailed it. They got it in one. Also, I literally bought a plug and play when coronavirus started circulating so that I could play Dr. Mario. We got to play some Dr. Mario My favorite game. I love Dr. Mario. Yeah, because it's the combination of Tetris and Mario. Yeah, I love it so much. Tell us more about what you're doing. Yeah, go on. Kyle and I worked on a share cover for an Apple TV show. Cool. But I still don't know if they're going to use it. It's such a funny, like, big wig back and forth. Mm. But apparently the music editor really likes Thin Lips, so. And I'm just, honestly, I've been playing a lot of drums. That rocks. Yeah, you're telling me. Trying to get good at drums. You were already good at drums. Finally, nah. <laughs> I'm fi- I finally, finally got 
Double Strokes, which I feel really excited about. Oh, yeah. So I've been playing a lot of drums, writing a little bit. But, you know, I'm going to start writing a lot more because Ty is moving. And so I'm going to get my own room and a.k.a. a studio. Uh Oh, everyone (laughs) watch out. I'm going. Chrissy's on her ADD meds and has a studio. There's (laughs) so many records that are about to happen. I'm going to rip them and dip them. Rip it and rip it, baby. (laughs) Can you give us a share impersonation? Snap out of it. (laughs) Not bad. That works for me. Thanks. Shall we do the sign off? You're watching the Super Weeks. You're not watching anything. (laughs) You're watching. You're still not watching. <laughs> You're listening to the Super Week, Super Weekly, Supercast. And I'm Mikey. Signing <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this has been an episode of the Super Week, Super Weekly, Supercast. Thank you so much for being here, Chrissy. Thanks we love you. Thanks for having me. I love you yeah, guys. Thank, thank you, Chrissy. It's been a it's pleasure. Really I love this podcast. I don't know why we're oh trying to get Mikey to do it every time. I love it. <laughs> never know what's going to come out. It's yeah. like a Cadbury cream egg. It's like a- what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that couldn't have been what I meant. <laughs>